apparently have angered Eli by simply teaching him mic technique. Something eight years in, I you'd think I'd not have to do. <laughs> oh, you're taking this dirty linen straight out, are you? I am unt- I'm opening the basket of dirty clothes. I'm pulling out the shit-stained undies riddled with skids. That is your mic technique. And I'm going to give him a good scrubbing. I was in a band called that once. A a deep rubbly gub scrubbing. I was in a band called that once. What, the deep skids? You can't even remember what you you said, can you? What what is it? Riddled with skids! Riddle with skids. Yeah. Riddle with skids. We supported the squids. Although I like the idea. And the squids and the slits. And then we were riddled with squids. Riddled when there was riddled with crabs. Then there was uh, (laughs) riddled with fungus. I know you say this a lot. But can we start again? <laughs> of course we can. Riddle nah, we're not kids. We're in it. We're in it. We're in it to win it. This win week. It. Win it. <laughs> we're in it to win it. Yeah, we supported them as well. <laughs> yeah, in it to win it. They, they were, were on. Good the, they were on Tuesdays. Whatever the happened rest... to them? They were really good. They uh, dried up, and fell off. The win it's dropped off, did they? They dropped off. Oh shame. Uh, they showed promise. The win it's. Yeah, they're quite fresh and zesty at first, but then they uh, they uh, dried out. Yeah. Creatively. Yeah, their their last album was a little bit turgid. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's a swapsy turdy over ropsy stopsy show today, and I'm talking like <laughs> Eli for some weird weird you have, reason. You've, you've turned into me. I think this is a swapsy dopsy show. It's a swapsy t- upside downsy swapsy dopsy <laughs> ringly dingly wopsy dopsy. Not dopsy. ringly dingly. Isn't yeah. it an opposition? It they is. have to be an opposition. It's upside the dingly downsy. is the opposite of the wingly, isn't no, it? No, a tingly is not. It's, it's rather a... like a ringly. It's very <laughs> it's much. Not, it's a it wingly. Is, it's if a you wopsy... took, if you took. Wopsy dopsy. If you took a control group, yeah, you know, and did an scientific experiment, and you said, "Here's a Ridley and a Diddley. Are these the same type of thing, or are these things in opposition to each other?" I know what I'd expect as a result <laughs> from that. Know. They'd all say Ridley, Diddleys, Dingley, Bingleys, all the same sort of thing. And that's our cold open <laughs> to this week's cheap show. <laughs> I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. Cheap show, you're going to have to learn to fucking accept. Cheap show. Cheap show. It's the price of shite. Welcome to Cheap Show. And I go and I nuzzle. Hello, it's Cheap Show once again, coming at you, I believe, like Cleopatra. (laughs) And it is the economy. No, no. It is the economy comedy podcast where Eli and I go for the bargain bins of charity shops and discount stores of this great isle of ours and uh, deliver the interesting findings we find at you via the audio (laughs) medium. Treasure amongst the trash, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I should have said. Ah. But I'm having a wiggly diggly day today. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. No, we don't want to get off on the wrong foot with this, Paul. We really don't. All right. Because I'm in charge today. That's what it means. You're not in charge. You're just swapping roles. Mm. What does that mean? I'm in charge today. That's what that means. Go on, then. You do the fucking admin. Right. What was it? Oh, yeah. Well, you're in charge, mate. Oh, yeah. When you hear this, there will be two days left for your Envision song entry. Entry. Yes, we were going to make Entries. today the, what is it, the 5th of May right now when this comes out yes. first. That was going to be the deadline. But we reckon, basically, because we've had a bit of a spurge 
in entries recently. We had a spike. As of this broadcast, as of this going out live on the internet, you have until the following Monday. So what is it? Six, so like five, six, seven. So 8th of May. And yes. then that's it. I'm closing the door this on This weekend it. after this pod comes out, basically. Yeah. You've got two more days and then I'm closing the door. So that's the first bit that and I We've remembered. had a load of fun ones. I've been listening to a few. And we've got we've got a good good load to wade through. So once the deadline's closed, we're going to whittle them down to ten. We had two in today, didn't we? As we spoke this morning, two popped in my little inbox. And uh, as we've been saying the whole way through this process, Paul, mm. your entries can be any length of time any, that you could, like. Anything, anyone, you anything could do, at all. Yeah, or it could not even be music. It could be a howling scape of just v- voids. A howling scape of voids. That was um, Eli Winnett's first album. Eli. The Dry Winnett's. Me called. brain don't work, <laughs> yeah. Eli, Your today. Me brain don't work today, Eli. Yeah. Right. So that's one. That was the second piece of admin. Do you the remember The second that? piece of admin is Events Cheap Show Magazine is five years old. I mean, it's just we've just passed the birthday, but yes, she's been doing them for it's five, five years, years. old this year. Yeah. And Amazing. We wanted to a, celebrate that. Well, basically, what I wanted to say to people listening is that if you want to support this podcast, you can also do it by supporting event and the cheap show magazine now if you're a patreon supporter patreon.com forward slash cheap show you get a free digital copy but to help event you can buy physical editions of the mag and trust me they are brilliant five years of genuinely great content from like guests who've been on the show to like the guy who designed Simpsons characters did a, did a cover. We you know did a cover yeah, that's Simpsons. featuring us. Does that make us official Simpsons characters? No, now? no, it certainly does not. Bollocks. Fine. Either way, there's loads of really good issues. You can, and get, an also, app. You can get an app and does it anyway now, can't yeah, you? Yeah, true. And also, if you want to dangle a little bit of joy on later in the year. Dangle a little bit of joy on. Yeah, okay. I want to dangle a little let's bit dangle, more joy let, on. No, let's do that, Paul. Right. Let's, let's, I mean... Dare I say, thwop it out and dangle <laughs> a bit on. Thwop it. Thwop it. And dab a bit of joy on the tip. Maximosomai thwoppage. Right, okay, so <laughs> the next issue of the magazine, which will be out towards the autumn, end of summer, autumn, will be a Barshans special. Oh. So it's going to be a oh, Barshans special. that's news special. to me. Didn't you know? No, you didn't tell me. You've been dangling it. Oh, I've been dangling it. Well, are we dangling I it I just now? thwopped my joy on your forehead, Thank mate. You. And said, sniff that. It's left a little... Greasy stain. It's just a little, little snail trail, hasn't it? No, it's stickifying. Upon your forehead. It's stickifying. Anyway. It's like that stuff, Paul. It's like that stuff. But Do you if... remember the fake smoke stuff you could used to get in tubes? Yes. On Halloween, and you yeah. stuck it between your fingers, and then you made fake smoke with it? Yeah. It's like that. Yeah, welcome You're to funk. Eli Remembers. <laughs> right, oh, come on. Up. I'm in charge. Let me get this last Finish bit Finish it, then. Right. So, I'm looking at the clock. Barshan special coming up. In the future, it's going to be great. There's going to be lots of stuff there for Barshans fans, but you can only get that issue if you become a patron or if you buy a physical edition of the magazine from Event's website. There is metadata in the description for this podcast in your podcast app, and there'll be a link to uh, the uh, Cheap Show magazine shop front, whatever you want to call it on the internet. I'm sorry, I, I zoned out there. Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah, don't. But, Paul, focus. Happy okay? birthday to this Cheap is... Show magazine, and thank yes. you, Event, for your seriously incredible work. Give those magazines a go. If you love this podcast, the we magazines are, are frankly better. We're blessed to blessed. have... A, we are blessed. It's, it's an unusual thing for a podcast of our ilk, Paul, yeah. to have a ma- whole magazine associated with them. And a very good magazine at that. Better than we deserve. Right, that is the admin out of the way. Good, Now to set God. up the pre-see of this episode, Eli, would you? <sighs> what? 
<laughs> what? Sorry. Dribble huh? your precy all over. Dribble my. That's what you said. You see, it wasn't. It didn't make sense. That's why you have to. You have to lay down something for me. You that can't I hear comprehend. my eyes roll, but they're rolling. Paul, lay something down that I can comprehend, like a chain, a chain of meaning between you and me, and then allow me to take control. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. You do that thing again, Eli. What? Where when you talk, you lean back from the mic, and I have to adjust the levels and editing. I'm not. I'm just. I'm now in you're the fucking too loud. Flow. I'm riffing. Too... Don't hold me down. Gruce. <laughs> Say Groose, Ivan. You That's... said don't hold me down. I went, oh, yeah. Groose. Well done. Okay. Thank you. That's an ELO and that's a joke. reference to every e- policeman's favourite band. ELO, ELO, ELO. ELO, ELO, Anyway, uh, this to- Irish Stew and 99 Let's Be Avenue. There you go. Job done. Right. I'm in charge this week, which means we're doing two very familiar segments, but in the Mirror World style. How for- do you keep warm, officer? I'm under a vest. <laughs> <laughs> No, he wouldn't be. That's that. You fuck that. Don't think too hard about it. No, it you fucked it. That's what did the policeman say to the person who just put a shirt on? What? You're under a vest. Good. That I, I fixed that for but you. It's a shirt, not a vest, isn't it? No, they they kind of interchangeable. That doesn't work, does it? No, that's why mine was funnier. I made it no, laugh. but you don't want to say the word vest in the in the in the lead up, do I'm you? Not invested in this anymore. <laughs> Disinvest yourself of talking for a second, okay? You're in charge, Daddy. So, we have two segments coming up in the show, Paul, today. We do. In which I will be the arbiter of filth. (laughs) Wait, what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're losing your credibility. We've got two segments, okay? Killed the energy as well, though. You see him. Kill it. (laughs) Bang, energy. I'm trying to take the energy down a a, a level. Go go on. (laughs) This is like a waking nightmare doing this podcast, isn't it? <laughs> oh, what's that smell? Oh, what's that smell? Eli shit in the bed. I'm not shit what's that bed. smell? What's that smell? Eli shit in the bed. Oh, fuck off! I've told them there's two fucking segments. <laughs> <laughs> a sniff, sniff, sniff. A sniff, sniff, sniff. It's Eli shit in the bed. I'm not shitting it. I'm laughing, aren't I? I'm laughing, aren't I? Right. The first segment will be... What's that smell? What's that smell? It's Eli shit in the bed. I'm not come shitting on, the come bed. Come on, I'm Eli not... shit in the I bed. I won't join come in on, either. I won't be joining in with that song. You want to, though, with I do. all I your really time. <laughs> <laughs> what's that smell? What's that smell? It's Eli shit in the bed. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we, oh, we do funny, have it's fun just... on this show, don't we? Right, funny, because it's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't shit in the bed exactly. It was just sort of, you know, a bit. Yeah. Uh, basically, off brand, brand off. Yeah, but we're t- turning it around because you will be doing the testing, the blind taste testing today. I will. Um, and I then we got. Test a hat. Good. Well, we're just about to get into that, Paul. But Look, firstly. See, it goes over my eyes uh, and leaves is, room for the mouth. And I have to say, people, he's already been at the product. He, no, he was no, the seal, no, and it's a, no, I just no. think it's. A, I just think it's right if I say that it is just not in the, right. In the, you're dr- creating a dr- you're creating openness a, and honesty about your behaviour. You're creating a drama. You're cheating behaviour. So he's been at it. He's been at it. It's been sourced. He's been at it. In the truth. 
separately after oh, this recording. You, because you I can't, can't handle the truth. Then don't edit the podcast, mate. You can do what you want then, can't it's you? It's my turn. I'm allowed to tell me that you cheated. All right, let me just set it up by this. What Eli's about to say is 100% fucking horseshit. I just right? brought it up. It's fine. It's past us. It's what behind us. What happened is we're going to do a taste test and I mentioned to Eli, listen, you better unwrap these because I don't want to accidentally... And then he goes take... straight in, ladies and gentlemen. I did not. I With my tippy fingertips, and he I had moved it, it away went, I better bin. not be tasting this. And He's then looking Eli at the said, consistency of it. Eli said, "Everyone, he's checking All the right, way. I guess what I'm gonna, I'm gonna twist this narrative to make me look like Daddy Big Dicks, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm gonna... not. Come on, Paul. Anyway, with that being framed, go on, spill your negative I... narrative. I know, I'm done with. Like I said, I'm Ooh, done with that, that negative narrative. <laughs> I haven't negative listened. negative. What's the negative, negative, negative narrative today, Mr. Silverman? You're sounding a bit like Oscar the Grouch there. And Alan Twat. I mean, it's one of my five right. voices. So we got that, and then. In the second half of the show, it's the reverse of Gannon's Golden Games because I have we need purchased to, yeah. a board game. You have. And I've looked at the rules and I'll be explaining the rules to you and we'll be playing that for 20 minutes. So what's it going to be called? Silverman's or Eli's? Silverman's scintillating oh, you see sessions. What? No, it's not going to work that. Sessions what's is a more game? musical. There's a word for games that begins with S. Eli- what about Eli? Use the E. Eli's Excellent Entertainments. Yes. Okay, I'll go with that. Okay, Eli's Excellent Entertainments will be his edition of the board game part of this show, or games in general. Yes. So that's it. That's your show. It's going to happen, whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not, it's happening. So with that in mind, let's just turn over... Let's go to the break, Paul. Yeah, let's just go to the break, Eli. Let's go to the break. Let's Go to the sound effect, man. Let's uh, flip to the sound effect. Hey, man, go to the sound effect. Yeah. Hey. Oh, I'm into this now, Paul. What's Undulating. that smell? What's that smell? It's, it's Eli shit in the bed. bed. What's that smell? What's that smell? It's Eli shit in the bed. <laughs> right. Brand off, off, brand, 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 brand. Come on, help me. Brand off, off, brand. I've been saying that to you for years. I'm willing to help you. <laughs> Please come in after I've done that a few times. Brand off, brand, brand off, brand, brand. No, you see, I'm off, brand, You're brand. Gone. I've gone off, about? brand, brand. How about? I've gone off, brand, brand. I've gone, no. Brand off, brand off, brand off, brand off, brand off. <laughs> I can't do it. How was I doing first? Let's just do it the regular way because no, obviously this called? is confusing no, you considerably. Come on. We're both grown adults here and we can uh, do we can take a phrase and reverse it in our heads. So what is it called? Brand off off brand. Brand off off brand. Brand off braff brand. Brand off braff brand. Brand off off brand. Brand off off brand. Brand off off Yes, it's it's Eli shit in the bed. It's not. Yeah, I'm not shit. Brand off off brand. Brand off Eli shit in the bed. Right, we're doing off brand. Brand off. Yeah. You. I am the master taster. You are the master taster this week, Paul. I am. Be blindfolded and see if you can. Distinguish, yeah, I'll be checking that. Well, let me just set up what the off-brand brand off segment is first before we get into the meat of it. Well, I was just about to say, ah, you lost your, yeah, it wasn't going to happen. Wasn't going to happen with you. It wasn't going to happen. I was just about to explain. Wasn't going to happen, was it though? It's, is it? Am I the one who's doing the segment, like the way that you? But then this puts the whole show in charge of you. That's right, Paul. That's right. That's what you bit off. Chew it. Chew it down. You're just a gravy pond freak. Swallow your own fucking agreement to do this. Push it down. Or you swallow it back up. Like, you need Ingest shit. it. No, so like, just, you need a shit. Like, and you, you just pull it, it back <laughs> up. When you just, like, push it back yes. up the pipe. Yes. Yeah. So, like, push the, <laughs> the 
the shit of this segment. I always of like the it when you talk of my about this. I love it when you say shit like that. Now, <laughs> yes, off brand brand off is a segment of the show where we taste a branded product mm. uh, alongside the off brand version, often much cheaper, one or even two off brand <laughs> versions. And it's for us to see if the person who's doing the test can actually tell the difference and has a skill in guessing which is which. Because as well certain as things have an amplitude. Com- yes, as well as, I want you to use that term as well yeah, today. I will. As well as um, a little consumer thing where we say whether it's actually worth getting the cheaper product. What's that product. smell? What's that smell? <laughs> I'm explaining it. Eli, shit Shut in the bed. Up. That's not going to catch on. <laughs> just because I wanted- already has, mate. No, just because I wanted to take part doesn't mean. It can be done with you, Paul. Shit in the bed, easily. And, and yeah, that's true, but yeah. you didn't come up with it, so it's too late, isn't it? I'm going to turn it round on you. So look, sometimes the... Any al- songs you come up with during this reverse episode one, okay. I'm in charge of. Yeah, but so that that means- I own the copyright on that, on Eli's shit in the so, bed. i tell you what, what's then. That in that smell? Case, what's that, in that smell? What's that smell? Yeah, but in that case, Eli, should I just do more of you, which is talk off mic like this? Uh, or talk on Eli into the microphone like this? No Jesus reason. Christ. What do you want me to do? Oh, how, shall, I, shall I be unprofessional? How am I, shall I be more <laughs> unprofessional just so right now you can feel how like we've doing got roles? How am I doing now? Is this okay? Smells <laughs> like swords shut the bed. Shut up. Are you, do you want to do this fucking taste test Welcome or not? Welcome to my world of pain, Eli. <laughs> You're not doing me. Oh. You're, <laughs> You're right. Look. Oh. <laughs> just not to do what you do to just do random things you don't know random oh eh? boffo boffo biscuit oh, boffo no, boffo that doesn't work boffo boffo biscuit boffo I'm I Eli like, no one likes it when you're like that I love it I do that but I'm in charge today so I have so to be look, sober sometimes the outcome can necessarily not no sorry start again sometimes the outcome <laughs> they don't know off. what we're we've talking. lost this this is gone it's because you interrupted this. me when I was explaining it I was trying to say to people that sometimes the outcome isn't based on whether we can guess the proper brand but sometimes do we find another one preferable even better even yeah. for the price so yeah sometimes the off brand can be better and sometimes we can consider it to be actual better value because yeah. it's not that much worse say yeah so and sometimes they're quite different yeah you know, sometimes they have amazingly different profiles anyway, considering what they are. I love sources. You love sources. Everyone involved with this show in any way at all loves sources, Paul. They love the source. They love this source, that source, distinguishing sources. And that's why we have the Source Report, which is our specialty news segment talking about source. And We're a, just, a we source. have one bulletin. Just one bulletin from the Source Report. Do, 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 source report. Can I just say something? To, this, this is not your segment if you're not doing it. It's my source report. And no, if these not. are HBs, we're doing brown sources. I just want to deliver, just let me for one second, all right, deliver the news from the source report, okay? It's one thing, all right? Do, 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 source report. This week's brand off, brand off will involve source. That is all. Thank you. Right. Brand source. Brown source is what we're going to do today. We had three brands. I just want to be a winner. Da, 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 da. It's a Swap Shop reference, that, because what's the name of the band from Swap Shop? <laughs> Beefhead. <laughs> no, it's not Beefhead. It's something like that, isn't it? No, no it's brown sauce. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I just saw, I saw Chegwin's face you there in my mind. <laughs> You can see where I'm going there. Yeah, I can, actually. Uh, Chegwin's face, beef head. His head up. does look like a kind of wrapped ham for the oven, doesn't it? I don't know. I'm getting a bit weird there. Right, so this is yeah under the under the level. Under the... What, what's that smell, everyone? What's that smell? It's Eli shit in the bed. I am not. What's that colour? 
of the sauce, that would be what it looked like if I did shit the bed, probably. Yeah. <laughs> if, on some, on it's some... brown sauce, mate. Come on. <laughs> Come on. HP is our on-brand sauce this yeah. week, Paul. Uh, any thoughts about that? How does HP parli- stand for? Houses of Parliament. That's why the picture of the Houses of Parliament on the label. You Have know you, what? I'm just, you, were you today years old when you found that out? I guess I just didn't th- put two and two together. I just you, really are, are you didn't consider honest? it. You yes. didn't know that. Okay. Well, I don't no, make, that's the House of Parliament. No, no, you're right. I yeah. totally agree. But I just guess, never thought that HP... You know, like in the same way, like KP crisps. I thought it was something like that. I want to look at HP source history. Well, it is something like that, as in it's the name of a food stuff with two letters in the name, yeah. isn't it? Oh, it's in mean, Wikipedia. It... Can I give you a little... Can I, am I allowed Please, to I'm, give you I'm, that? Any source-based content is all right with me, Paul. Okay, HP source. Because I don't think brown sauce like this is a thing anywhere else in the world bar the UK, right? No. They have barbecue sauces and things, which is no, the brown sauce. No, you have things sauce. that are very similar, but just not called brown sauce. In America, like, do they, they don't in have Japan. A... That stuff that they put on uh, Okonomiyaki, you know, they... No, fair enough, but I'm talking about... It's very similar. Bulldog sauce, you see it, that Japanese sauce. Okay. It's basically brown sauce. Okay, so I'm going to read this out... brown fruit-based sauce, sorry. Um, I'm very... I'm fascinated, please. So, like most podcasts now, I'm just going to read from Wikipedia. HP sauce is a British brown sauce, the main ingredients of which are... Do you want to have a guess at what the two ingredients are, it says here? Vinegar and sugar. Uh, they're probably in there, but it says here the major ones are tomatoes and tamarind extract. Wow. Okay. Which I've never really thought about before. And I'm not a fan of tamarind, as we've discovered on this podcast before. You know, those candies that we got, the tamarind ones. Yes, I mean, they're a hu- it's a hugely popular thing, isn't it, tamarind? It was named after the London's Houses of Parliament. Click, click, you're right. Yeah. After making its first appearance on British dinner tables in the late 19th century, yeah. HP sauce went on to become an icon of British culture. It was the best-selling brand of brown sauce in the UK in 2005, with 73.8% of the retail market. It's the Coca-Cola of brown sauces. Can I just speculate here for one second, Paul? I think it's to do with the colonies, like India. I think this is like comes from sources that they... they well, we can have a look at in a minute. Chutneys. I think it's the sort of version of a sort of chutney relish. Right, that I'm sure came from the Raj and the the British. Interesting uh, in- thing here: the sauce was originally produced in the UK, but now is made by Heinz in the Netherlands. Uh, HP sauce is a tomato-based, blended with malt vinegar and spirit vinegar, sugar, molasses. So I got the the second two. I just didn't. Yeah, yeah it's a blind spot with the tomato. I knew it was had some kind of fruit or vegetable in. But- Dates, corn flour, rye flour, salt, spices, and tamarind. It is used as a condiment on hot or cold savoury food. Yeah, yeah, and blah blah blah. So the history: Frederick Gibson got had a grocer's and provision shop in Milton Street in Nottingham. He was given a recipe for a brown sauce by one of his supplies that had been obtained in India. Yes, of course. Yeah. He used this recipe for the brown sauce in his pickles and sauce factory in New Baysford. Garton registered the name HP Sauce in 1895, choosing it because he had heard a rumour that a restaurant in the Houses of Parliament had begun serving it. Ah. The sauce bottle labels carried a picture of the Houses of Parliament. Yes. This was by no means his only product. He also made Nottingham Sauce, Sandon Sauce, Worcester Sauce, Banquet Sauce, Yorkshire sauce and daddy's favourite sauce as well as Garden and Coy's Indian chutney hang on too much information about sauce I'm going fucking crazy there that list fucking what what do we know but look Nottingham sauce Nottingham sauce sauce, what the fuck is that have these all got hyperlinks no these sauces got pages man yeah I need the sauce of this sauce this profound Yorkshire sauce what the fuck is and also daddy's special 
did you say? Uh, Daddy's special, sauce. Daddy's favourite sauce, favorite. which actually reading back. <laughs> Daddy's favourite sauce, but there's that brand called Daddy's. Well, this is what it there? says here. So let me just condense these two paragraphs down. He was in debt in 1899. He sold the rights to HP Sauce to a company, uh, to another company for 150 quid at the time. We have how much that translates to now. But he'd also agreed to keep out of the sauce and pickle business as a result of that deal. <laughs> I <laughs> gotta get out of the pickle business. I'll settle your deals. <laughs> But you're out of the pickle business. Yeah. You're you know, out of the pickle business for life. You're no longer a chutney man. Uh. <laughs> oh, I was a chutney man, man and boy. Oh, I was only doing pickles the whole time. Um, the name of Garton remained on the bottle of HP sauce for many years afterwards, but it was the Midland Vinegar Company, <laughs> which again, another euphemism, <laughs> which profited from the huge sales. Today, HP and Daddy's are the two most popular brown sauces, and they can uh. trace their origins back to a tiny premise in Nottinghamshire. Uh, let me just click on Daddy's. That's what I mean. Was Daddy's special sauce a type of sauce? Because now it's just a brand and they do, you know, do you see? Well, look, it says here the brown sauce product known as Daddy's. Spoiler warning, we're going to have a Daddy's on today. Uh, Daddy's sauce was launched in 1904 and the ketchup was launched in 1930. So their brown sauce came first before Daddy's ketchup. Right. The brand is owned by, H, uh, by Heinz. It was bought as part of an acquisition. In 1899, Edwin Samson Moore, the owner of the Midland Vinegar Company in Birmingham, went to see one of his customers who owed him a debt. That's the guy who invented HP sauce. Ah. And then the man was Frederick, yeah, Frederick Gibson Garton, the one we just spoke to. And he bought HP sauce off and then launched Daddy's as part of his own company. Okay. So that's where Daddy's comes from, as a way to do his own take on so brown they're sauce. they're entwined. Their yeah. histories entwined together. And also interesting that Daddy's is owned by Heinz now. Yeah. So it's competing with itself. Now, is HP in a Heinz product? Uh, yes, it is now, but it's made in the Netherlands. Heinz, so yeah. So these two are the same. It's weird, isn't You're it? You're not going to be able to tell the difference. It's like finding out Coke owns Pepsi. Now, what would you say would be the difference between these two products? Off the top of my head, from experience, I from think taste. the Daddy's is sweeter. Ah. Shall we just get into the sauce? Okay, so we've got those two, which are the two big brands. Which is more expensive, the HP? HP considerably. I think uh, that small bottle, how much does that weigh? Sorry, uh, does it say how, yes, what the size this is? This is 285 grams. So that HP. was about two pounds something or other in Morrison's. And, and then the that Daddy's was 199. That was 199. So less so money and actually bigger. As more. Well. And then there was another one. This is the Morrison's own brand. Yes, so we've got the off-brand brown sauce. And Morrison's I think that was own. 150. That's the cheapest of the lot. Yeah. And you get 450 grams. And like everything we've done on off-brand brand off before, visually to the eye, they're very similar. Brown sauce, plastic bottle, uh, light blue, navy blue, black writing yes. fonts. Okay, so we, we those are the sauces you'll be tasting, Paul. You have a, some cracker there and three separate spoons. I'm going to be writing this down and I'll number all the sauces. Excellent. And they will go for it. So right. uh, well, this is brand off, brand off, off, off. I'm going to don my mask of, of mystery and we're going to get right onto the sauce tasting right after this little nugget of sound. I have donned the mask. Now, the only reason you're keeping the mask on, Paul, is because there is... There is a considerably noticeable difference in the consistency on the spoon and the colour of these three sauces. Okay, is there? Yes. I would have thought there would have been much of a colour difference. No, there is. There okay. Is, yeah, which we can discuss after you've done your test, okay. of course, today. So don't just don't forget to ask me that. Fair enough. About that before you leave, okay? Will do. I've also closed my little bookie book. <laughs> Mate, I'm checking out over here. <laughs> Just sit there in darkness in fear of me coming over and sort of putting my bum on your finger or something, right? That's what I do. That's what I put up with. It's a hard job, yeah? Get What's used to smell? it. This is What's that smell? It's Eli <laughs> shitting the bed. I am not shitting the bed. Sounds like you're losing control, mate. I'm not. It's because you'll be so insubordinate. I'm fa- I sound cool and calm. You, are you cool. sound like I you're so about cool. to have a wobbly meltdown. You're so cool. Yeah, look uh. at me. 
All right. <laughs> Shut up. I have closed the book, which has the secret code. I have numbered spoons here. Okay. Three numbered spoons. Now, I want full notes, and I'm ready to hand you your first spoon, which will be spoon number one, which I have written down what that is in this book, okay? Are you ready for spoon number one? Are you ready for spoon number one? I'm ready. Right. I'm ready. Right. You ready for it? Yeah. I'm coming over. Right, yeah. he's going to give. He's gonna deliver a spoon with the first of the brown saucers to my hand. Which way are you coming? I don't know. What's going on? <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm on this side. Oh, I don't like it. Get the right hand. Which hand do you want it in? This one. Doesn't matter. Whatever you're nearest to, give me that. Careful, you don't spill it. Rest it on the finger, I'll then I'll clamp it with I'll my thumb. No, I don't want you I'll feeding feed you. me. No, feed I'm not having you feed me. Right. Just put it. Just put the spoon in my hand. Yeah. Got it. Careful, you don't drip it. All right. Is there a lot on there? Yeah. Can have a sniff, sniff. Okay, I'm gonna have a. I'm having a sniff, sniff. That is spoon number one. Paul. Now, right now. What's the sniff, sniff saying? It sounds very familiar. When we talk about amplitude, we talk about that specific collection of spices and flavors that are indelibly the recognisable brand you're looking for, right? So, right now... What are you getting? Right now, this is this smells like brown sauce, like HP, but it's also slightly sweeter to my nose, but let's just go okay, in. Okay, so your nose says a bit... There's Your nose is picking up something maybe divergent from HP there. Yes. Mm. So I'm just going to go and dive in and get the whole spoon in my get mouth the whole now. Spoon it's, a lot of, it's a lot of brown sauce, by the way. Well, I want you to be fair, you know. Mm, now, What's interesting. Like? Right now, this comes the closest... <laughs> Masticate. I am. I got very um, jowly then. <laughs> right now, this c- reads as close but no cigar. So I would say, okay, what's the no? What's the no cigar? Well, it's like it's the what's it's the, the absence of a cigar? The texture's wrong. Okay, it's which what, texture what way? and a slightly kind of sweeter aftertaste than I usually expect okay. from a HP. So right now, based on this alone, I would say it's not the HP, but it's very, very close. So if it wasn't, I wouldn't be too Okay, it's very off. hard to say when you've just had the one sauce. Yeah. Obviously, we all know this, Paul. So put the spoon down there. Good. Spoon is down. Good. Um, spoon down. Yeah, but good notes. Uh, when you say that the sweetness is is strong, stronger than you might expect from HP, well, it's just that is I... it an artificial sweetener type flavor? No, it's more like with a HP, in my mind's eye. A HP is kind of a darker flavour. Okay. It's, it's a kind of a, a more burnt almost flavour. Would you like a little sip of water? Yes, please. To clean the palate but Where before the second water? spoon. Give me water. Close your hand. Don't be weird. Got it. I'm not weird. I'm blindfolded. And you're coming at me at all angles, mate. And I don't know where the microphone is. Just get used is. to it, sunshine. Welcome to the big leagues. Kiddo, kiddo. God, that came out badly. Shit. Oh, Eli's shit in the bird. He is. Mm. <laughs> That's the water, everyone. He's not tasting anything. He's cleaning his mouth out. Don't spit it. Swallow. He's gurgling. Oh, hilarious. It's like watching a young Charlie Chaplin. The inventiveness. The physical play. I'm just rinsing my mouth out. There's oh, qu- yeah. There's quite yeah. a lot on that You're spoon. trying to get a laugh. There will be no laughter. Yeah, that's fucking true, (laughs) isn't it? Now, are you ready? Yes. Give me the second of the spoons. You are ready for spoon number two. Oh, God, please. I'm coming around there to give you spoon number two. He's coming around there. Come around here. (laughs) Hands out again. Before, rest it in my finger. My thumb will clamp down. Bit drippy. Why'd you put so much on then? Just to give you... All you need is a penny's worth, is. There you go. Right, okay. Yeah. Right, okay. What's the smell? Strangely, not as strong... This one, uh, I don't know. Ooh, it's it's not it's as obvious- volatile, not as na- not as much nose. No, it's kind of a uh, quite muted almost. Okay, still familiar like spices there that I recognise, right. but of a brown sauce, but not as a not as an obvious honk. Right, I'm going in. Go in for the uh, taste. Ugh, oh god. <laughs> oh, there's lots wrong with that. What's wrong with it? 
Uh, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be oh, Paul without a little bit of a gag. It's super sweet, super super sweet, sweeter than the number one. Yes, considerably, almost like the the front and the back is sweet, and there's a little bit of the brown in the middle. Right, you know, it's weird. So sweet on the fir- on the on the front, and then really sweet and after. Yeah, so and very finished. kind of gelatinous almost as well. Okay, the texture was gelatinous. Until I get the third one, I can't really rank them. But at the moment, this kind of reads like it's Daddy's. But I think Daddy's okay. is just more ketchup-y, so and I what, don't know. From, from the second, what would you say the first one was? I would say HP based on You'd that. say the first one was HP, the second one was Daddy's. Just as a preliminary guess, yeah? Yeah. And what makes you say that? So what you're thinking that... Because of the sweetness of that second one, yeah. made the first one, in my mind, go, oh, that's a lot darker a flavour than what I've got right now. This one is either the Daddy's or the knockoff. HP. Okay, well, you need to know. You have to have all three. Have the water. Yes, yeah, so got the water. You have to have all three before. Mm-hmm. So basically, one of these is a lot cheaper than the other two. Yeah, certainly by that spoonful, that felt. And of course, we know Daddy's and HP. They're probably not manufactured in the same place, but they're owned well, by the same yeah. company. Well, yeah, back then, I mean, it's it's you know. What are they using to define the difference between, in their mind... Oh, I keep saying mind, that's boring. But when they get together, do they go, what makes Daddy's different? How do we sell it where it's not brown sauce? Who knows what those knows? evil, evil men get up to in their anyway, little rooms. give me the final one, because it might give me some uh, context okay. for the overall I'm coming round with competition. the third spoon, okay? He's going to spoon it in. Right, Paul, it's time for spoon number three. Three. Smell that spoon. That's, this smells very vinegary, this one. Very vinegary. Ven- very vinegary, I would say, this one. Okay. So, that's all I can tell you. There's obviously a recognisable brown sauce thing going on, but very vinegary. Here we go. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. You like brown sauce? Yeah, but first of all, I've had three big dollops of it. Yeah. And that's quite a lot to take in, because I didn't realise how gelatinous HP was. Well, you mean brown sauce? Uh, yeah, sorry. You don't yeah. know which one of those was No, HP. no, no, but I'm just saying, you know, I don't... I, I didn't... Brown sauce, you think it's thicker than uh, ketchup? It's not, I, it's about I, the same. I'm, it's probably the same, I just didn't really... You know when you put it on something, you don't think about its texture, because it kind of just... I think, out. I mean, if you think about it, it is basically a type of ketchup, isn't it? Its main well, ingredient is tomato. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but yeah, don't just say uh, it's a yeah, sauce. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say... Okay, well, what were the... Uh, oven, finish your notes on spoon number three, please. It was just... It had a gelatinous texture, you were saying. And I think I think the first one was HP, right, on reflection now. And I, it's a toss-up now between which one I think is the daddies of the last two and which one I think is the Why Morrison's. do you think the first one was the HP? Just because in my head it was closest to it. What you think HP should taste like? Okay. Yeah, it, it, apart from, like... Again, it's different when you have it without the context of a chip to dip it in or something, mm. you know. So I would say... First is HP, but I would say the last two are interchangeable in terms of their profile. So it could easily be you gave me daddies just then mm. and the Morrisons in the middle. In the middle. Mm. So I'm kind, I mean, look. Which did you prefer? What was your favourite of all three sources, let's say, before you make your final guess? Probably the first one. That was your favourite? Yeah. Okay. Off the back of a spoon, it in was terms the of most it had palatable. The, it had the best amplitude. You said it had an amplitude, didn't you? You said yeah. that... Um, Everything was in balance, not too sweet or sour and um, with the spice. It's difficult because we're doing this out of context of it with a meal, with chips or chops or whatever, you know? It, and that's Chips or chops. And that's kind of the profile, isn't it? So what I'm suggesting to you is that maybe I'd have an easier time if it was on the side of a plate with some chips I could dip it into and my brain receptor would fire off differently. Was there any significant difference in texture between all three? No, all three had a very similar texture, but the difference was like the sweetness. Hmm. 
And like the first one wasn't as sweet as the other two. And I think the second one was the sweetest, which is why I'm thinking that's Daddy's. Okay. And that last one was Morrison's because it was the closest to the first in flavor, but still had this weird tangy sweet after flavor thing okay. going on. Are anyway, you, I'm going to lock that in. You want to lock that in? I'm so going to lock it in. One, eight, just to get this right, you think number one was HP. Yeah. Number two was Daddy's. Yeah. And number three was Morrison's, yeah? I'm going to go that way, yeah. Okay. You yeah. take your blindfold off uh, now. I'm taking it off. Oh, it's so bright. Yes, and sweaty. It's so bright. Um, <laughs> now, Paul, screen yeah. number one, Yeah. I can say now to you, had the lightest colour. It was almost yellow rather than the sort of darker, okay. darker brown. To me, the first one was very kind of chocolate mousse coloured. I thought it was quite brown. Yeah, but I what do you mean? I could see it down my nose when I looked at under the hat. Well, it's yellower. I can tell you. I've had them all okay, three on the spoon. Fine. It's very much yellower. And you said that was the HP. You thought that was the original. How much do you want to bet this is not going to be the Morrisons? Go on. It is the Morrisons. How funny. Uh, number two. Yeah. You thought... Was Daddy's. Was Daddy's. And you said that... Did you say that was your least favourite? That was a super sweet it one. It was a super sweet one. HP. Are you joking? No. How fascinating that. That was the HP. I think this is a trend. The big brands are the ones they give you... They so get the last one was this... Daddy's? Yeah. See, this is the thing. The last one was definitely like the sweetest. It was. But okay. the second one was like the tart sweetest. So it was more right. intense. So it was a bit better. No, the first one's still the best. Right. I still stand by the no, fact I know. that I'm not saying you the need first to change your Morrison's mind. was the, the smokiest and the less sweet. And just in terms of colour, the Daddy's, the last one, was sort of in between... In right. terms of darkness between the Morrisons, which was the lightest, and the HP, which was See, the darkest colour. I don't mind colour. not getting that wrong, because that, in many respects, has made me think, oh, look, the Morrisons knock off Well, that's brand. it. This is the kind of result we're looking for here on Brand Off Off Brand, How or whatever funny. it's called. We're looking for the best value. And for your money, the knockoff, which is much, much cheaper, yeah. is, is just as good yeah. as the branded HP. Genuinely. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that the Daddy's was at the bottom because I would kind of say the Daddy's was the worst one then. Yeah, okay, fine. How interesting. But the Daddy's is the worst one, but it's, if you look at the it through the lens of them both being owned by Heinz, yeah. and we were talking about the decisions they make... Mm. HP's like the what they look as the a more premium or you know, but it looks like they're just brand. overly sweet. They've overly sweetened it or something, maybe because whatever they've done in the Morrison's one, both those you said were too sweet, and the Morrison's was the lack of over yeah. sweetness which you liked. Can I have the Morrison's one just on me? I, just pop the bottle. I just want to put a tip on my finger. Yeah, put a tip on your finger and then put some on the tip of it. Your finger once you've got the tip on. Yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. what I like to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's retasting a bit. Yeah, even with the other two in my memory now, that is a less sweet thing. Yeah. It's much nicer. Good. This is a great result. So if you want to save money, go for the off-brand, at least in Morrison's. We don't know about other Yeah, we brands. could have done Tesco's maybe or Sainsbury's, but I couldn't find a Tesco's off-brand thing yeah. in jig, So, But definitely not forking out. You're just forking out for the, the, the design and the nostalgia and the little royal seal that it has on HP. Yeah, I think the last one I had was the worst one. The daddies, yeah. Well, I'm pleasantly surprised by that. I wasn't like out to kind of guess which one was the accurate one, but I'd, I'd much rather do it this way where I go, well, which one was the actual objectively... I know, but it's not easy because no. you have just... Because you won't... You don't think about when you have sauce on a meal, mm. you don't think, oh, this is HP, this is that. You don't... Yeah. You're not really... It's not in your conscious mind that they taste the difference between these things. So it's quite hard just to go in, which is a problem when I play the game. Yeah. I often have with things. It's like, I don't know what I expect the differences to or be. Or rather, yeah, what, what the differences are are surprising in and of themselves. Yes. Yes. Well, well, what a wonderful and factually reasonably quite interesting segment <laughs> of the off-brand brand off, off-brand brand off, diddle diddle blah 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 off-brand off. Eli's exciting entertainment follows this short break. I can't wait for that. Go on, press the button. 
Well, Paul, it's time now for a little thing I like to call Eli's Excellent Entertainments. I have to call. I have to call time on this. You can't because this is my interpretation of your dog shit fucking well, brain. Please improve it. No biddledy diddledies, okay? Alright. It's just multi fibbage. Come on, I want rhythm. And like here I am a dario. Do a oh, bit like okay, that. Hang on. Alright, hang on. Okay, no, no, no. No, 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 no. It's very simple no, no, rhythm, no, no. Paul. No, 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 I've got one. I've got one. Right. Eli's excellent entertainment. Eli's excellent entertainment. One, two, one, two, we all fall down. Thank you. Yes, it's Eli's excellent entertainment. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Riff on it, baby. So, what have you got? I bought this a week's... board game. Oh, you bought a board game, did you? Yes, with your say-so, it has to be said. Yeah, I, I want sent it. you a little picture. Yeah, and I was like, get that. I was in a charity shop in Crouch End, which is an excellently curated uh, charity shop. There's a few nice ones around there, actually. This I is my favourite, and I really can't remember. It's got a really... I should remember the name. I want to say, like, Octavius. It's o- No, it is. Octavia. It's, it's, it is. It's Octavius uh, uh, Charities or is whatever it? it is. Yeah, it is. You know that. the one I mean? Yeah. There's one in Kentish Town as well, and there's one up the road from No, I me. know that exists, but I don't think this one is one. Well, anyway. It's up it, the road from the clock tower, though, right? It's the furthest away from the clock yeah. tower. I think it is Octavia. Or it's it's going to be a um, All Aboard, maybe? It's not All Aboard. All Aboard, eh? It's not an All Aboard. I'm sorry, I can't remember, but they also have awesome stuff there, usually. And this was behind the glass. They knew this was a good object. It yeah. was to £10, but... No, it's not bad, because I've seen it incomplete going online on eBay for a little less. Right. And a complete set is a little more than a tenner. So okay. actually, yeah. for a charity shop, a tenner is actually a really fair price. It's fair. I've seen it less complete and cheaper, and complete and more expensive. Okay, well, I don't really know about the pricing on board games, and that's now, what market is. I did it? see so... this was by Strawberry Fair, which Strawberry is... Strawberry Fair, now, well, that's fascinating to me. It's got a lovely... Smiling Strawberry logo. And um, it's a, uh, a subsidiary of the company, what does it say, Denny Fisher? Yes, it says Strawberry Fair by Denny Fisher. Do you know the, who Denny the Fisher... The font of Strawberry Fair is very much in that Love Is kind of font. I 70s. don't know why, 70s, cheesy yeah. sort of... We've had a few of their games on before in the past, and we've never really talked about Strawberry Fair. Now, to be fair, there's not much to talk about for Strawberry Fair, to be fair. But who's Denny Fisher? Denny Fisher is a British... What well, Ah... See, I was like, oh, who is it? Because you're right, it's a subsidiary of Straw- uh, Strawberry Fair. It's a subsidiary it of it. By Den- it says by Denny Fisher, which is Denny interesting. Denny Fisher Toys. Which is like a, you know, like a fashion designer by, you know. Well, it's Coco a person's by name. Denny Fisher is a person. He was born that. in Leeds in 1918. Basically started out making, uh, he was an engineer. He was in, in, an engineer. He was into <laughs> engineering. And he worked. I'm with, into it. And his company initially worked with NATO to supply springs and precision components for its mm. cannons. Ooh. But at some point, they started developing drawing machines from Meccano. And eventually, what made Denny Fish's name was the Spirograph. He invented the Spirograph. Ah, now, that's a famous toy, isn't it? Yeah. And he sold that to Kenner in the US. But it was called the Toy of the Year in 1967. After that, 
it went on to create toys and board games, and Strawberry Fair was its board game subsidiary. Division. But but specifically focused on licenses of TV shows. And so, for example... We've got Dad's Army here. Dad's they had Army. Are You Being Served on the buses, Dad's Army, It's a Knockout, Generation Game, which we played last year on the on show. On the buses board game. Yeah, I'd love that, to see that. Yeah, Tom Baker's Doctor Who, $6 million man. Tom Baker's Doctor Who board game. Specifically, yeah. From oh, the era. Ooh. Rod Hall's Emu game, but I know what that is. It's like an emu head rotating on the spot, and you've got to flick tiddlywinks into its mouth or something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Morecambe and Wise, Daleks, and a multicolored swap shop game which I do want to get my hands on at some okay, point. Okay, are these um, probably more expensive than Dad's Army? I mean... Some of those are more desirable. It's because they're thought. quite rare and quite niche in terms of who wants them. So a complete set is more valuable to some dickhead like me who wants a Dad's Army board game. Well, Paul, I've had a little look at the rules of this, and it is a complete set, like I say. Nice. It's not in a great condition, but utterly playable. Yeah, I mean, no. it's a bit bashed up. The board looks expect. fine, and the yeah. pieces are there, so yeah. that's all that matters. Hmm. So, that's them. Now we have to talk about Dad's Army for people outside the UK who might not oh, know. Oh, I've been fearing well, this You moment. know what? There's nothing wrong with Dad's Army. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Dad's Army is a sitcom based on the idea of... Because Dad's Army was a real thing in this country. The idea was all the ex-soldiers and things who were too old to fight in the Second the World War. It's a territorial army. It's a territorial called. army. It's the volunteer home force. They were nicknamed Dad's Army because it was mostly, you know, older gentlemen who'd served their time in other wars, like the Boer War or the First World War and things like that. As far as I remember, I seem to remember that Croft and Perry, who were the writers of Dad's Army, the sitcom ran from July 31st, 1968, and its last episode was 1977. Yeah. Nine series, 80 episodes, and a feature film, and a stage show, and a radio version based on the TV scripts was produced. At its highest uh, audience numbers were 18 million people. Wow. Yeah. It was huge. And they were re... Um, when I was at boarding school in the 80s, they were rerunning it every week. And Paul, I have to say, it used to come on yeah. and my heart would sink. Why? The true dullness of it. Perhaps it would appeal to me more now as an adult. Okay. Uh, but as a teenager... No, fair enough. As a teenager, why would you want to watch that? It's, it it's, really... It's the epitome of cosy sitcom It's just like fair. you just watch it and just you can't... You're just not involved in any way. It's just... It's but a bit it's, sort of broad isn't it but it's an interesting show conceptually because effectively what it's about is men who are past their prime who have moved on to duller things like you know the excitement of youth serving in the army having those medals or having those experiences good or bad you know all that kind of things and then seeing what happens to those people as they get older and when the second world war rolls around how they try and find their place again to be of use and it's a kind of power structure thing yeah. isn't it yeah it's about like oh well now we're, we're living like these dull lives but now we get to have that army regiment structure now from what i've heard though that it's the main two pike and man wearing man wearing man wearing yes. yes who are sort of more fleshed out as characters more sort of funny at the center and the others are sort of kind of types it's it's but it's you funny know. is it how it kind of I haven't uses... seen very much at all I have to say well I must have when I was a teenager but I was yeah. just like so bored but effectively I was so bored. it's like it's almost like a show about jobs worths Yes. You know, because Mr. Right. Man Wearing runs a bank, if I remember he's rightly. He's a banker, yes, but he's it's a class thing as well, isn't it? It's class, class at play. Yeah. Basically, what it's showing is in this regiment, this Dad's Army regiment, how it reflects British society those times, yes. those types. Like the Spiv, the guy always on the make. That's right. The There's old, a guy who's on the make, isn't there, yeah. as well? A sort of Spivvy The character. young guy who's too young to fight who joins because yes. that's what he can do. Yeah, but you see what I mean? 
some of those characters are more sort of one line than those the central ones, Pike and who I mean, it was ever. a big cast. It had a main cast of what, like eight, ten characters or whatever. It, it must was. have had something because it was hugely popular, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. Anyhow, we've the got sh- the board game here, Paul. Oh, interestingly, originally the show was going to be called The Fighting Tigers. Dad's Army was partly based on co-writer and creator Jimmy Perry's experiences in the local defense volunteers. Uh, which is later known as the Home Guard, and highlighted the somewhat forgotten aspect of defence during the Second World War. Perry was only 17 years old when he joined the 10th Hertfordshire Battalion. His mother did not like him being out at night and feared he might catch cold, and that inspired Private Pike, who was the mother's... He, the mothered Yeah, and isn't there character. someone sleeping with his mum as well? One of the I, other characters. I think yeah. so, yeah. yeah. Again, it has been a while for me. So it's all those interplays... And look, without going into too much detail about the sitcom itself, you know, it quite rightly has earned its right as one of the great British I should sitcoms. Have, I should have another look. And, and I don't it's know. Gentle, never get round it's gentle, but it's well written. And like, the thing is... For I, me, it was always in that same category as, um, you know, Last of the Summer Wine. Just something I couldn't I tolerate at all. I would say it's better all. than that. It is, yeah. I would say yeah, it's better than yeah. that. Okay. You know, because it's got... I mean, look, what else did Jimmy Perry write? He also wrote It Ain't Half Hot Mum. Is that the one with uh, Windsor, da- Windsor Davies? Lovely boy, lovely boy, lovely <laughs> I know that young guy who did the Whispering Greengrass. Am I right in thinking? Right. I mean, that's a thing we haven't touched on yet. That sitcom and the albums that came from that show. What's that one on HAPPY? That had him in. No, that was a sitcom in the 80s about a hospital. That was always on. Only when I laugh. Only when I laugh, yeah. But they went on to do Heidi High as well. It ain't half hot, mum. Heidi High. You rang my lord. Stand Heidi High. I'm sorry. I just don't care for their work very much. No, that's understandable. I'm sorry. Oh, God, Heidi High, it's bringing back so... It's the boredom, Paul. It's this supernatural level of boredom. Interestingly, describe. David Croft went on to do Hello, Hello, which is I just can't stand Oh, hello, hello. God, Hello, Hello. Anyhow, shall we play the game? It's doing my head in. No, because I've got... To, before we introduce the game, I've got to play the theme, and the theme's quite an important part of the show. Because you know the theme from Dad's Army? Oh, yeah. Who, yeah. who do you think I think it's the best thing about the whole show. Yeah. No, it, that was iconic, though. But it's an interesting song. I'll tell you for why. When you listen to it, it sounds like it came from the period, right? It sounds like it was a song that people sang around the old the old Joanna during the Second World Definitely War. Definitely has But that. it's not. It was written for the sitcom. Cool. It was brand yeah. new written by, That's, I think, Jimmy Croft wrote it with some class. other guy. That is a classy thing to, to do. It's a and, good theme. I agree. But it was sung by Bud Flanagan, who was a guy who was famous for singing those war songs in the day. And he was really old when he recorded this song. And it was one of the last things he did in his career. Oh, right. And so, like, his authenticity sells the concept. It totally does. I mean, it's good. It's a good theme. Because show. it's also an ageless sitcom in many respects. Because it was made in the 60s, but it's about the 19 th- late 30s, early 1940s. So it's got that blackadder feel where it's like, it's ageless because it's already set in a different time. Yes. So and you think that helps something to be ageless when it's... I think so. I think in some sitcoms cases, when it's a period piece, it kind of helps because prevent it takes it from it dating of, too much. It takes it out of the dated, yeah. being able to date. Yeah, interesting And the song theory. was released on, as a single in 1969 and re-released in 1975. Jesus, how much longer is this talking about Dad's Army bit going to go on, Paul? Please. But Flanagan used to be part of the crazy gang. That's it. <laughs> Woo! Dad's Army. Woo, everyone. Eli's excellent entertainment. Bit of a damp squib for the first episode of it. Well, you are untalented cunt, so that makes it Oh, more oh, sense. I, I was... Oh, you know what? I was sensing a little undeserved insult from mean Uncle Paul. Who do you think <laughs> you up. are kidding, Mr. Eli, if you don't, think don't you're Don't put me in the Hitler run. place in the song. I'm not doing the Hitler thing. Yes, I'm you just were. Mr. Mr. Eli. Eli. Yeah, not... And in the song, what is it? Mr. Hitler. So don't fucking start this shit with me. 
Who do you think you are kidding? I'm getting the like... game up. Press the button. You no. pissed me off. What else? Bud Flanagan's arsehole band and the parping windows. <laughs> good. <laughs> all right, let's press, fucking play the theme the fu- and play the board game. All right? I'm, I'm going to have you at this. All right, I just want good. you to know. Let's have fun. And you'll be listening to the rules from me. Yeah, we're going to explain the rules between ourselves now. And then when we come back, we're going to dive straight into the game and okay. explain it as we play. All right? Eli's excellent entertainment. Who do you think you are kidding, Eli Silverman? <laughs> if you think you've shot the bed. I've got a great big piece of finger sausage in my old auntie's head. I've got my waxy hero. She's come around here and... What's that smell? What's that smell? It's Eli shit in the bed. Yes. Come on, come on. What's that smell? What's that smell? It's Eli shit in the bed. I have, you know. <laughs> right, we have gone through the rules. You okay with the rules, Paul? Fine, we'll work it out as we go. Now, effectively, just to break down what we're playing, because obviously you can't see it and we're not filming this, but there will be pictures of the board game on our website, thecheapshot.co.uk. Effectively, the idea of the game is you play a pair of characters from the Dad's Army stable of characters. And then the idea is you've got to go to a top secret base and then find your marker. Mar- it's the, called the reference marker, which we've uh, randomly Well, I was going to get to that in a sec, okay. but basically that's your end goal. And that's random depending on each version of the game you play. And that is determined by picking out some random cards, which tell you how across the board you go west and then north. <laughs> it's whatever. a grid. It's known it's as a grid. A grid. <laughs> So my <laughs> my piece is on ten seven, and I'm on what am I on? Where what was I red? Red. So you're s- seven three. Three black, seven red. Yeah. The the pink the, oh. the red cards have all gone pink though, Paul. With time. over time, yeah. So when you go to you've got to you've got to start where your character lives on the board, and then head to a W D top secret, get a card, action that card, and then. You've got get to head both men. We should say both, both with men. But you play as a team. An individual plays two two characters. Yeah. So you've got the yellow. I'm going team. with yellow. Uh, who are they, Paul? Which were two? Fraser. Who is it? Fraser's the Scottish man. Oh, hi. Oh, oh, he's a funeral guy. He's the he's, he's the one who went. What a doomed. So he's stingy, is he? So that's why I, I mean, don't know if he's it's stingy. It's a bit of a stereotype. I, I personally don't remember if he's a stingy Pike. character. He's a depressive more than anything okay. else. He's like the he's Eeyore. Miserable, yeah. He's the Eeyore. If Man Wearing is Winnie the Pooh, right, and Piglet is uh, Wilson, yeah. then he's probably Eeyore. And who is Pike? Pike. In the, in the, you've started this. Who Pike to think. in the Winnie the Pooh universe? Maybe he Christopher is. Christopher Robin? Maybe, yeah. Christopher Robin. Fine. <laughs> Shut up. Don't, this is meaningless. Maybe Rue. Utterly meaningless. Maybe Rue. You are. This is this is pure spew from you. Anyway, you're just trying to say something. What's my aren't next you? second character? Pike. Don't, he was a famous one, right? No, Pike was the young guy with the famous. Don't who's, tell him your name. Whose mum's getting screwed by one of the others? Wilson. The right. That's a sort of. So that's a bit sitcommy, isn't? It? I mean, uh, soap opery. I guess. Isn't it a bit? I don't know. It had drama elements, didn't it? No, not really. No, not really. Uh, can you put him back at where does he go? Pike's mum's house. Pike's mum's house he lives is with where his he goes. Yeah. Right. And your characters are what? Because what, what you said about what the, the writer was saying—that's sort of like the autobiographical character, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Because he was too young to join the army, so he was in the 
the comb guard. Would you say that some of the scripts are sort of written as if Pike's experiencing no, it? No, not particularly. No. Okay. It's a big enough ensemble that every episode can focus on a different character, but it's usually Man Waring and Wilson and all the other ones. Okay. Anyway. So we've got one. There, start where you live. I've, you've got them. Who, who have I got? I don't know. You tell me. Jones. He, are you red characters? Yes. There's a pair of blue, pair of green, pair Corporal of yellow, Jones. pair of red. I've got Corporal Jones. I'm playing red. It's Corporal so Jones. So Jones is the one who goes, they don't like it up them. That's He's a famous line, isn't it? He was famously... What's a... he referring to? A bayonet tip up someone's... You want to let me finish a fucking sentence before you just launch in with more of your fucking brain claptrap Come on, dribble? come on, just say it. Finish saying what you were saying. I barely get two fucking words out and you've jumped in with more fucking <laughs> arse I... gristle. I wasn't. I was saying something on the point there. Please, continue. I can. I will save nah, it till fuck after. It. No, you've soured it. I've not soured it. What's that smell? What's that smell? Eli, shut the show. I have not shut the show. Stop sitting back there like a Put fucking me right off. You look like a contented bez. <laughs> He's doing a little He's doing dance the maracas. Now. Right. I've forgotten now. You talk. We were talking about this character, Corporal Jones. Is the what well, I was going to say. He was the guy who the actor was really was in his forties, but he was meant to be playing a guy in his seventies. Okay. And he also released Grandad, you know, that song Grandad we Clive love Dunn. You. Clive Dunn. Yeah. A man who played an old man for all of his life until he was old enough to play that real old man for it's real. Weird. He was trapped in that character almost. Oh, that's weird. Anyway, it? the next character. What I want to say is, what's he referring to? If you don't like him up? Bayonet. Yeah, that's not very nice. To be fair, no one likes a bayonet up the you arse. You know what I mean? They don't like it up him. Not, no one hard, does. Yes. Do you know someone who does, Wilson? Well, I can see someone who would have a fetish for having it, but yeah. there wouldn't be a real bayonet. It would be some kind of dildo, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would then. be a wouldn't, massive dildo on the end of your rifle. It could be someone's rifle. fantasy, yeah. but it, in reality, it would kill you. Yeah. It would be extremely It would be painful. a p- terrible way to die, to be stabbed that's, with a bayonet up your arsehole. Yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. So I don't know why he found that funny. I yeah, exactly. Like anyone laughed. Exactly. That's what I. That's what I'm trying to get at, Paul. That's the way that always struck me. Is it's a great fucking line. Yeah. It's like it's a quite a gruesome line, isn't it? Gruesome. Yeah. So your other character is Pike. No, who? <laughs> Pike. Pike. They're all Pike. Godfrey. Godfrey is the old man, the very oldest of the group. He's who's the frail oldest. and a bit kind of gone in the head. Okay. Oh, he's a bit grumpy sessions. He's a bit almost, grumpy sessions. Really. Okay. Now. Uh, I, hope, I want you to do impressions when we make every move. Yes, okay. I will. Good. And <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. And then we've got one character who is in black. That character is the Hodges. air rain. Rod, uh, sorry, Hodges. Yeah. And it was the whole gimmick with him is he was a miserable prick and he was telling everyone to turn their lights out at night because obviously turning the village lights out during an air raid because you don't want the uh, f- squadrons flying over, the Nazi squadrons to drop their bombs on your village. Mm. So turn out that light. Right, that was a bit thing. of a job's worth. He was a job's worth. Yeah. Okay. You ready to start? Yes. Okay. Who goes first? No. Who Roll goes second? It. What's on first? No. Let... <laughs> You're skirting. You're skirting there. Okay. So you have to go to a WD top secret thing, play a card, go home. Simple as that. Let's... Simple as that. So let's just let's just see how this rolls. Let's begin. Who do you think you are kidding, Mr. Hitler? If you think we're on the run. Stop your little game We are the boys Who will make you think again Cos who do you think You are kidding Mr Hitler If you think old England's done Mr Brown goes off to town On the A21 But he comes home each evening And he's ready with 
You go first. I'm going to roll two dice. Two dice, but you can only move one character on that two dice yes. of your pair. And I'm trying to get to my reference point, reference marker, which is the red one, right? Yeah. But I have to visit. A... <laughs> we said this, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> Just roll your dice and let's just see where we All go. Right, I've got a three. Three. So which one are you going to move? He's moving. Oh, he's moving one of his red characters. He's moving old man Godfrey. Godfrey's gone. Right. Ooh, 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 Ooh. And the map looks like a little village, by the way, just so everyone's known. Your role now, Paul. It's like a little village with little houses and shelters, because apparently you have to run to a shelter for the air raid. We'll worry about yes. that when we get to it. Oh, hang on. Right. He's oh, got six. Twelve. Snake eyes, everyone. Snake, that's not snake eyes. No, Paul. You know Spider that's... eyes. It's not. Spider eyes have eight, 12 eyes. Spider eyes. <laughs> spider eyes do not have 12 eyes. Snake eyes, spider eyes. Two spiders, spider eyes. <laughs> Shut up. I would like you to move... Who do you want to move? Uh, I'm just going to get up and do it myself, so bear with right. me. It's on the sofa here. The board, the playing board. Can I wear my yellow? Yes. You are the yellow players. and you're... Hey, My card's right in front of... My character's right in front of yes, that card. But, you have to... but I've got to go. No, also, you do... can. You can. Oh, you have to go more, though, don't you? Yeah. By the way, that's the other rule. When you roll a dice and you roll a seven, you have to move seven. So if you need to get into a house, it has to be on your seventh move. And yes. you can't just do it on your fifth or fourth, example. Similar to the getting the end pie in Trivia Pursuit, isn't I'm it? moving pike. He's got to move 12 spaces. No no going back. He's moved all the way around there. I should have picked out my route better, to be fair. Okay. Your turn. Roll the dice. Now, I, you just have to visit once. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I have a t snake eyes. With. He's got spider eyes. No, shut up. I actually, He did double six. I've done double one, which is snake eyes. He's done a big two. I've done a number two. Go on, move your two. Okay. Who's he moving? Which one? He's got a red card. Oh, he's gone straight in. I've so turn in. a card over. WD top secret. I've got Godfrey into my top secret. Yeah, WD. base. What does WD stand for? Water closet. No, it, it, WD, war department. War department, yes. Know. Something like that. Pick a card. Don't shuffle them. We've shuffled them already. The Pick a card now. <laughs> <laughs> fucking eating into the time. Hey! So, he's pulled out a Union, Union Jack, Jack card, which now means he rolls a dice, and the number of that dice, is it the one dice? He has to pick up a certain number of Union Jack cards. No, it says the dice. Yeah, so roll a dice. No, two dice. It doesn't say roll the die, does it? It says two, the dice. Then says. roll a dice and get that number of flags. That makes more sense to have fewer. Because if you had too many, it ruins the game. That's just conjecture. The rules are weirdly vague yeah, in some areas vague. on this. Yeah, a bit weird. I've got six anyway. I've got the like, max. Good. So now he has to pick out six Union Jack cards. Now it's time for These me to roll the These are little wedges, dice. just like the credits of Dad's Army. Yeah. And I think that's quite a smart move. Because that's something that they'd visually, you'd visually associate with Dad's Army. That's the thing, isn't it? Because you can't get the humour of the game into of the TV show into the game. But you, you can do the iconography. The iconography, yeah. exactly. So yeah. that dice, because you put it way over there out the way for no fucking reason other than the fact that you're bellowing. Oh, come on, mate. I'm giving you six of these. No, you have six. I don't get six, do I? Oh, it's me. You drew the card, wasn't it? Sorry. Right, but no, dice. I have to move. I have to put these on the board. No. You I just save them. I save you them. save them yeah. for when they have an air raid. Because you've got... Is, yeah, so when the air raid happens, there are bombs that drop, and you can use the flags to cover up the bomb holes that are left. Right, got it. Yes. Four. He's he's uh, he's rolled a four. Who's he gonna Who's he gonna move? Who's he gonna move? 
Who's going to move? He's going to move Pike or the old one? Oh, they're all old. I don't know. It's pretty boring, isn't it? Bloody hell. Oh, he's in a WD, top secret, WKD, <laughs> Mango, Spruce. <laughs> right, I'm picking a card. He's picking a WD, top secret oh, card. It's also a Union Jack. All right, roll one dice for the Union Jack. Four, please. You Give me four, four Union, Union Jack? Jacks. Oh, I'm dishing out Union Jacks triangles like they're going out of business. Here you go, my friend. There's no... this. You know what's quite refreshing about this? No money, is there, in this oh. game? No cash, no Monopoly no money. No cash, no money. Which it's is just... cool. This was quite refreshing. It is, actually. It's funny, now I think of it, how many game board games have money in. In it? Yeah. Like, sometimes even games that you don't think deserve money no, have money No, they in. just sort of put it in, don't they? Yeah. But they haven't here. They haven't here, have they? No. It's my go. Your turn. Roll the dice. Give me the dice. I can't reach them. At least they're within reach and not, like, on the other side of the room up a fucking dog's arse like you put stuff. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I'm going to chase a dog around the room to get the dice out. I think it's an unwarranted level of aggression from you. Hurry up. We've done five minutes. I've got nine. Right, who do you want to move? you got nine. Who are you going to move now? You've moved two yellow characters. Oh, no, I'm the yellow ones. You're red. I'm red. I've got the old bloke. Old Clive bloke. Dunn. Say, do the impression. They don't like it up them. They don't like it up them. A bit like that? Yeah. Oh, they don't like it up them. Move nine, please, uh, before I give uh, up. Right, nine. Might go. Here's your double dice. Did you dush dush? Nine. You also rolled a nine. headphones over. You also rolled a nine, Paul. Oh, who are you going right. to move? Who are you going to move? You're going to go to a WD. And this... He's in the WD top secret. And uh, now I pick a card. Pick a card. It's more Union Jacks. Bloody hell. Rolf, yeah. Have these shuffled? We've had, th we've had three Union Jacks already. Two. Two Union Jacks, please. Okay. Oh, more Union Jacks. We're going to run out of Union Jacks. Yeah. And then they just do nothing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's slightly vague, isn't it? You're anyway... I roll a four. So, where am I? I'm red, yeah? And I'm trying to get over there. So, you've visited one base, right? You've got to get your second guy. So I don't have to... No, you only have to visit once. No, I know, but you're, you have two guys. So, yeah, one have to visit them both. No, you only, as a team, you only have to visit once. Really? Yes. Well, then I wouldn't have made the effort to go all the way well, over Well, you should have one. listened to the rules. I only just found that rule out. Well, now you're finding it out. Okay, how many did I roll? Four. So now you're just heading to your marker. Yeah, I'm trying to get to my marker, right. Bo. No, you don't go in the bowl. That's not a space. Yes, it is. It's not. It can go it's on the sea. It's only a space if your marker's there. Otherwise, it's just not on the path. Otherwise, you can just walk across you uh, can. gardens. Let's say specifically. I told you. I didn't know that either. I thought you had to fucking use I the path. I literally told you. You can go. Well, then what's the fucking point of anything on this board, then? <laughs> You just can't go in a building side by the wall. That's Wait, all. Is it one of these things where you roll two dice? So if you move two, you move two in one direction and five in another. No. Paul, what's what the can't you fucking point this? There's no structure. Paul, I was moving along the path. Uh, shut up. You may only go out the building by entrance. You may move anywhere on the board, even across country or into the sea. I read that to you before. You said, oh, look, can I go across the wire here, didn't you, before we started? Then what's the point of segmenting a pathway up into squares? Because it could just be drawn freehand and it could be anything. I don't know why you're complaining about this now. You're just trying to run the clock down, aren't no. you? No. Whose go is it? It's your go to, it's your go to roll. He's behind. That's why he's getting anxiety. Three. Who are you going to move? One, two, three. Why not? There are no walls anymore. No, you, no, you have to come out the door there, you fucking moron. Stop with this. 
So being I understand so let me this. get this straight. Some parts of the game do have rules, and some parts of the game are just a fucking free-for-all where you can walk all over the wherever you want. You're just being a dick, man. If I'd known that, I wouldn't have walked around the pathways, because it looks like you're meant to walk around the pathways. I know, but you don't, you're the not. You can go on. A load of fucking shit, though. <laughs> so hey, nebulous. Seven. seven. Uh, so now the game's over, because we don't need to go to a hut anymore, so there are no more dangers. So these fucking flags are pointless. Hey, I got Clive Dunn home to my Great. reference point. All right, good. Take him off the board. But now all these flags are useless because we can't go to any more fucking... There's no point in going to any more... No, there is. Bomb you could uh, use it as see if you've got something good to fuck me up. That's what you're meant to do. Yeah, but there's no point because look how fucking easy it is just to get home. Such sour grapes. You're not trying to go home. Why don't you want to try and go home? Because you have to roll it's a, a one. dice. You and you can't roll. roll a one with double ah, dice, can you? So there's no point in good, me going close to good it. Good maths there. About five minutes left of this fucking I might fucking... <laughs> this probably works better with more players, Finished actually. You off. Oh, more... I got a nine. That's not good. If uh. there's more people playing, then this makes sense, because more people are going to these little red huts to get cards. So you went along the pathway there, but why didn't you go through the grass? Because there's no point, because you can't move diagonally. Can't you basically... You can't get basic. No. No, what I'm you saying is you went along the path there, but you could have gone on the grass for those no, two moves. No, I couldn't, because I can't go in the top of WD. Fuck's sake. My go. Fuck this. I hate this game. I actually hate it because I think with two people, it's almost unplayable. Why? What's because your issue? I don't this, understand. I went look, to the WD. Because I've just said to you. I've just said to you. And you just said to me. If there was more people playing, there'd be more red cards in play, which means more bombs, more characters, more yes. swaps, things, things like that. The fact that you just got to go to it once and then go straight to your marker kind of means, like, as we've just only pulled out flags, there's no element of danger. There's no risk. Not there's this no particular nothing. go round. I know. So it's a particularly poor showing. Six. I can't go through those buildings. No, because they're buildings, aren't they? You can't do that. Right. How much did you run? I've got a 10. Good. Right, he's going into another fucking hut. Pull a red card out. I've got... It's not a hut. It's a warded... Whatever. It's a bloody top secret card, mate. Okay? I'll tell you what about this game. I don't like it up me. <laughs> Fraser. Fraser, what does that mean? Who, have you got I, I Fraser? Fraser. Yeah, I get to move you. I roll again. Roll me now and then move me because you've pulled that card. If that's to my advantage. What yes. if you hadn't pulled a character that, that I was? You just move a random character. Yeah. But with no point because no one else is playing. Yeah, that seems to be an oversight. Stinky poop board <laughs> game, Gavin. I do not like. That does seem to be an oversight, yeah. So I've got a six. I can move. Where are you? I am. Where's Fraser? There. Yeah, move it away from my yellow marker. He just saw everybody. Seven. Seven. It's just not moving anywhere. No. Um. You should go get a card to try and fuck me up. That's, yeah, well, that'd be I've... a better strategy, I think. Eight. Eight. My go. Your go. Five, six, seven again. Seven again. Seven is the most likely outcome. Can't go in there. <laughs> I think mathematically you're not going to be able to get get in there, right? <laughs> Your go. <laughs> Paul's not having any Two much fun. Two minutes left of this. Was that a minute? It seemed like a year. Yeah, everything. Paul's not having a lot of fun, everybody. Roll the dice, please. Oh, I'm loving it. Ooh, double six. Why don't you fuck off and die? <laughs> <laughs> My go. Nine. <laughs> Trying it again. <laughs> Do something different, man. Yeah, then you get a two. If you get a two there, you got one man home. Yeah, well, I won't. Can I have the dice, please? Sorry. <laughs> this hasn't been... <laughs> Come on. Oh, ten. Oh, it's a bit shit, this, isn't it? <laughs> just, just move ten so I can at least All roll right. one more time and I'm it can even out. Now, 
<laughs> he's just. Oh, he's done it. He's got one man home. Pike's home. Pike's home. Look, he's overjoyed. Paul's right. overjoyed. You roll one more time. I'll roll one, one more time. Okay. Game over. Okay. He's, he's happy now. He's happy. I'm not, I'm not actually happy. Ten, 11. 11. Oh, I wouldn't move him there. You're going to be too close. Right. Right, last roll each. Okay. That was, your last roll. That was my last roll. This is my last roll. I'm within three spaces of home with my last man. Five. We didn't get any air raids. That's lucky, isn't it? You can't get... Don't try and cheat now. So they could go over the wall. You can, but you, well, you don't even know where you were oh, now. Gosh, Watch this. He's going to try and say he's won now. Well, you're closer, so there you go. That's it. So you won. Closer. You are. Did I? There you go, you won. Did I won? Yeah. Did I? So you got... But did I really win? You finished with Fraser closer than I've got... All right, so, so got there you three. go. And how many flags did you get? Got three. Two, three, four, five, six. I got six flags as well. Oh. You were closer. Oh, what do you think of the game then? Closing well, thoughts on the game, Paul. Here's what I think. What's that smell? What's that smell? Eli shat the pod. Oh, what's that I smell? Didn't shit the what's pod. that smell? Eli stinky pod out I with didn't. his dirty grunt. I did not. No, I think that game would be better with another player. And I think I we'd mean, have to refine with... the rules somewhat. And ultimately, if I had to give this board game a rating based solely on its existence outside of the Dad's Army license, I would probably say it's probably about a six. With a bit of refinement, you could make an interesting game out of this. But the rules as they stand now are They're a not clear bit, enough, are they? They don't really allow, as a two-player game, a lot of chance. A lot of... You know, there's, there's but no... hang on. Hang on a second. Because it says for two, three, or four players. But there's only three teams in Hodges, so you must be able to play as Hodges. That's why I thought you had to move them around the board. I mean, that must be... Not but that, that we got like there anyway. That must be a different game, mustn't it? Well, there's a Hodge card in that pile, right? Yeah. But unless you get to it, that character's pointless. Yeah. And if you're not another character on the board, then what's the point of moving them around yeah, the board anyway? Yeah, yeah. So there would have been more sense if you pull a card out that says man-wearing, you have to swap with man-wearing space on the board. Yeah. Or Hodges moves around the board separately and gets in your way. Dare I say it feels a bit rushed out. Mate, like the Morecambe and Wise board game that came out, it, it's basically like a matching game. You know, like you turn cards over yeah. and you have to match the... That's it. Very simple. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of these are rushed out. Look, it's probably better than the bread board game. Oh, anything's better than that. But with a bit of refinement, it's not too bad. It's nicely put together. It's nice. What do you think drawn. of the, the artwork, I was going to say? Lovely artwork on the board. I and like it. The design it. is fine. Yeah. I quite like the sort of simple design of the, the card-based. You know, it's not Yeah, and I like the terrible. idea that the game is based around some kind of manoeuvres, role-play, practice thing. Yeah, so it's sort of on theme. So there's some thought being put into the design, but it doesn't seem like you say to have been followed through to a sufficient level. It feels level. like the game should have been based on the idea of like a war game scenario like a daft little one where you have to play the thing and the other people have to play the people invading your town and you have to do xyz mm. and then get to your location as it stands nice try yeah not good enough well the rules were not clear enough were they in some places no, no. Mm. they don't like it up them do they no it ain't not off. here it ain't half up them mum it ain't half heidi hi hello hello, hello. mouth noises mouth noises and that's all for this segment of the show. Let's wrap it up. 
you have been listening to Cheap Show. I've been Paul Gannon. I've been Eli Silverman. I was in charge today. You were, badly, and you shat the pod. Hey, look, if you want anything else on this podcast in your brain, go to the website, thecheapshow.co.uk. Also, patreon.com forward slash cheap show if you want to support this pod. And remember, give what you can, but only if you can. Thank and we're you. on the Twitter as well. The podcast is at the Cheap Show Pod, and Eli's account is called Eli Snoid. And you spell that E L I S N O I D. Well, we've had a lot of fun today whiffing up the dirty shit that Eli dropped on this podcast Listen, with his hack rubbishness. So you said you wanted it. I wanted it. I wanted to feel dirty. I wanted to be in your hands. You were, weren't you? With your blindfold on. I was feeding you sauce. And I loved it. Feed me sauce, Daddy. Spoon sauce in my mouth, Daddy. We'll see you next week (laughs) for more spoonage. Yeah.